Let's give Jesus a hand and praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Right. We can get into the Word of God. I am not going to be long. Uh, promise, promise. Hallelujah. Turn to John chapter 10. In my translation, it reads as follows. I've already read it, but just for emphasis. I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me. I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Amen. Amen. And I just want to thank the Lord this morning for this opportunity to share the word of God. But I really want to thank the Lord, most importantly, for this series. It's called the Jesus series. Hallelujah. And uh, some of you, you can just see, looks like it will be the Jesus series forever now. Hallelujah. We haven't really moved from John chapter 10. Some of you are going like, why didn't you just call it a John chapter 10 series? Hallelujah. We'll have that one another day. Hallelujah. Whereby we just focus on John chapter 10. But the Lord just wants us to really see Jesus as this uh, shepherd. Hallelujah as the door to the, uh, to, the sheep, uh, to the sheep pen. So he wants us to really, really see Jesus as that. But he also wants us to hear his voice in this generation and glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you know, when you read from verse number one all the way to wherever you decide to stop, you'll see that Jesus actually indicated that he is the true shepherd. And those who were trying to lead Israel, I'm still talking about the context of the scripture. They were not really the true shepherds. In other words, they were not the true leaders of the sheep of Israel. They were hailings, they were, they were thieves, they were crooks, hallelujah. In other words, they led the nation of Israel for personal benefit more than anything else. And that has not changed in 2023. We still have leaders in the church who are in the ministry because everything failed and they think that is the quickest way to make a back in the ministry. And God says, we must warn you not to follow such characters. Some of them, they look legitimate, they look convincing, but all you have to do, listen to what they say. If they're not preaching Jesus, they are crooks, full stop. The church is all about Jesus Christ. There is no other name that is given unto men. There is no other message is given unto us except the message which is Jesus. And that's what the church should preach. As soon as we deviate from the mandate of preaching Christ, him crucified, then we are no longer shepherds. The Bible says in the book of Peter, you pastors, he calls us shepherds. It says shepherds feed the flock of God. So as a leader, I must understand that you are not really my flock. You are not my sheep. You are the flock of God. And my job, I must do the feeding as God desires hallelujah and therefore god desires that we speak about jesus and that's a diet that we must give you every sunday hallelujah every monday every tuesday every wednesday every thursday and every friday of course on saturday 
Jesus died. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Let's give him the hand and praise once more again. Hallelujah. Then, then, then he, he says, when you go to verse number 11 on the same chapter, he says, I am the good shepherd. I lay my life down for the sheep. He says, I am the good shepherd. In other words, there are shepherds that are not good. So he says, this is how you know that I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. I am reminded of a scripture in the book of Isaiah. And I want us to read it quickly. Isaiah chapter 40. And I want us to look at verse number 11. He will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms. He will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with a young. So here the prophet Isaiah is already speaking or talking about the coming of the Messiah or coming of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And in his prophecies here, he says he will tend his flock like a shepherd. So now when you read the Bible, it has this imagery or this picture of a shepherd and his sheep or a shepherd and his flock throughout the Bible. You begin to see this picture of a shepherd and his flock is consistent. From the book of Genesis already, you'll begin to see that there was a shepherd there. His name is Abel. Abel was a shepherd. He looked after his animals. And the Bible is very clear. It says this Abel, he brought a better sacrifice than his brother Cain. He brought a sacrifice. In other words, the sacrifice of a shepherd was more pleasing unto the Lord. But this shepherd, what he brought unto the Lord was one of his animals or one of his lambs or one of his sheep. Already that was prophetically speaking of Jesus. He Listen to this. Jesus is the shepherd, but he's also the lamb for the sacrifice. So already the picture or the narrative or the imagery of a shepherd is in the book of Genesis throughout the scripture. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So it says when this Jesus comes, in verse number 11, he will tend his flock like a shepherd. And therefore it is an important picture to have in your mind as a child of God. Glory to Jesus. You know, when you read the Bible throughout Genesis, you come across a man called Abraham. He was a shepherd. You go further, you realize his son was a shepherd, Isaac. And you realize his grandchild, which is Jacob, was a shepherd. But you realize the child of Jacob, Joseph, was a shepherd. You start to realize the imagery or the picture of a shepherd is pervasive in scripture. It is consistent, hallelujah. And that is why it is imperative for the church to spend time explaining and articulating, showing you that Jesus is our shepherd for this hour, for this moment, for this season. Hallelujah and glory to Jesus. 
In other words, the first acceptable sacrifice came from a shepherd. And guess what? The only sacrifice that mattered for the redemption of mankind also came from the shepherd. And his name is Jesus. We are looking towards Good Friday. Behold the Lamb of God. He's the shepherd, but he's also the Lamb. Glory to Jesus. You know, one of the first people he actually called, when you read the Bible, you'll begin to see when he called this man, this man was in the middle of nowhere. He was in the wilderness. If you will, maybe the, de- the desert, if you want to use uh, that kind of a language. And out of there, he saw a bush. And the bush was burning. And the voice of the Lord came out of the bush. But I just want to say that man, his name is Moses. But now this Moses, what he was doing at that particular moment in time, he was looking after the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. He was a shepherd. Moses as the leader and as a type and a shadow of Jesus Christ, he was a shepherd. And you can, cont- and now God sees the nation of Israel as his flock. Very important because now he sees us as his flock today. Hallelujah. Because now we are his sheep that were not part of Israel at some point until Jesus died for us on the cross. Now we are part or we are incorporated in the commonwealth of Israel, if you want to put it like that. Hallelujah. And therefore we are the sheep of God. If you continue, one of the beloved people in scripture, his name is David. King David was a shepherd king. He was a shepherd boy. And even when God called him, he was looking after his father's sheep. Jesus Christ, his role when he came to earth was to look after the father's sheep. So, So the concept of a shepherd is important. And that is why Jesus in in John chapter 10 verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. Then in John chapter 14, John chapter 10 verse 14, he also repeats that. That he is the good shepherd because that is the message of the Bible. Hallelujah. Isn't he the same David who wrote us the beloved psalm? That the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So this is the picture that God wants in our heads in relation to him. He wants to see, he wants us to see his only begotten son as our shepherd. But God himself, he says, I am the shepherd of Israel. I look after my own sheep. Give Jesus a hand and praise. If that makes sense. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. If I was a thief, I was going to give you the seven steps to success. I happen to understand that I am a shepherd of God's flock. I must feed you the word of God. Hallelujah. Then I must tell you that you must go to business school to learn business 
precepts and concepts. All right? Glory to Jesus. And if you want to learn other subjects, I'll tell you the same. Go there. That's my role. But when we come here, we must emphasize what the word emphasizes. Glory to Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So I'm very pleased that you guys, you laugh that Jesus is the good shepherd. Oh, that's my title. He's the good shepherd. A shepherd that lays his life down for his sheep. Now watch this. Go John chapter 10, verse 14. We have already done the first part. I am the good shepherd, he says. Point number two, here it is. I know my own, and my own know me. The original in the Greek reads like this because some of your Bible says, I know my own sheep. But the way it's supposed to read is, I know my own. And my own know me. Don't throw away your Bible if it has the word sheep. But the emphasis here is that God knows his own. Jesus knows his own. Then he emphasizes the same idea or the same concept in number 15 right just as the father knows me i know the father he says you can look at the relationship of god the father and god the son he says god the father knows in other words he's in an intimate relationship with god the son all right in other words, this is a perpetual relationship between God the Father and God the Son. He says, I as a son, I equally know the Father. He says, in a similar manner, I as the Savior, I as God who is a shepherd in the lives of my flock, I know them. I know my own. He says, those who are mine, I know them. And those who are mine know me. In other words, it is a relationship. It is not just God knowing you. It is also you knowing God. Hallelujah. The apostle Paul says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, he says so that you can increase in your knowledge of God. Just like as God knows you, we are expected to know God. God knows you. He wants you to know him. So if you are his, you are going to know you. You are going to know him and that is why the apostle paul says that i may know him and experience the power that raised christ from the dead he wants us to have that relationship with him so it is not just about him being a shepherd in a vague manner but he's trying to emphasize the kind of a relationship a sheep will have with its shepherd in other, in, in other words, there is some kind of relation. Remember the verses we read from verse 1 in chapter 10. It says this sheep, they know his voice. This sheep will never follow the voice of a stranger. In other words, there is some kind of a relationship. Amen. And he wants us to have that kind of a relationship this morning. Amen. Glory to Jesus. Amen. In other words, gone are the days. 
where you are worshiping a God you don't know or populate taking chances that always lead to heaven there's no such a thing you need to have faith and the conviction that I've got the right one this time around glory to Jesus and live with the fact that you know your God now listen to this you guys who love prosperity those who know their God will do exploits in their generation the secret is not in the seven steps the secret to effectiveness and success in life is in knowing him as much he knows you so he knows you you must know him and when that equation is balanced effectiveness become the order of the day in your life you will never miss a mark in your life you'll always be on point you'll always succeed you'll always excel you'll always be going up and up and up hallelujah because that's what he wants now the prophet isaiah he says he will look after us like a shepherd looks after the sheep hallelujah and there's an image there he says he will be carrying some of the lamb on his shoulder that is a relationship you see, when you know him and he knows you, he knows that you are going to be sick before you are sick. Right, Miss Cole. He knows that you're going to get into trouble before you get into trouble. The question is, do you know his voice? He knows that you are about to flunk that exam. He knows that. The question is, how is the relationship like? Because when there is a relationship, he will carry you where you can walk on your own. Because when you have a relationship with God or Jesus as a shepherd, there are instances whereby whether it's during the day or at night, where you'll get the prompting of the Spirit. And he says, young man, young woman, time to do wakey-wakey. It's time to pray. And he says, don't use your understanding. Just pray in the Spirit. So that you might pray in line with the will of God. You know why? Because the enemy out there, he has plans that are not in line with the will of God for your life. And now because of the relationship, you get to be informed before the events can happen so that you can counter the attack from the enemy. And that is how Christians succeed in life by seeing him as a shepherd. Hallelujah. He says, those who have the little ones, he will lead them. All he's trying to say, I'm doing a very serious paraphrase here, the pastor, a paraphrase. In today's term, if there is something that you are nursing in your life, he's so aware of that. And he says, I will lead you in that process because you have never been there before. In other words, the little 
project or the little one or whatever that you are nursing in that particular moment. It's always the first time. Miss Carl, I repeat, this is my first time preaching to you today. And it will never ever happen again. I will never preach to you in this time ever again in this life. What it means, our experiences with God, they are always new. Amen. Amen. So all I'm trying to say, whatever phase you are in, he knows it and he says, I want to be with you. I want to carry you or I want to lead you or I want to guide you. I just want to be there with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you for I am a good shepherd. He says, God, John chapter 10, I think now we are going to verse number 12. He says, when a wolf come and attack the sheep, a hired person who's not a true shepherd runs away because he doesn't care about the sheep. But he says, I am not a hired one. I am the owner of the sheep. I am the true shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I will lay my life. In defense of my sheep. When there's any attack on you, know this. You have a defender. His name is Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Let's close this thing. Now, whom, chapter 1, verse 7, if you have, the Bible says, the Lord knows those who take refuge. In him. I'll repeat. Is it on the screen there? The Lord knows those who take refuge in him. In other words, if you are in this room and you take refuge in the Lord, can I give you the good news this morning? The Lord is aware of you. The Lord knows you. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. He's... In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 19, he says that the Lord knows his people. The Lord knows his All I'm trying to emphasize, as long you have given your life to Jesus, you are known in the heavens. You can always dial up at any given time. And if you have not given your life to Jesus, I'm saying you have an opportunity this day to also be known. Hallelujah. Be known by God. But to turn it around, he says in Ezekiel chapter 10 verse 14, that my own know me, right? I'm known by my own. He says that, right? Is that correct? But if you look at uh, 2 Timothy, is it um, chapter 1 verse 12? Yes. Verse 12 there. He says the apostle Paul, I know in whom I have believed. You see where you get the confidence. 
then you begin to know that he's not going to leave me. He's not going to forsake me. Nothing worse is going to happen in my life. He's always got my back because I know the one I believe in. And I'm encouraging you. May you become like the Apostle Paul and know whom you believe in. Be like some of us who are sure of what God can do in a generation. Be like some of us who know what God can do with an ordinary man. Be like some of us who know that God can do the impossible with just an ordinary person. I know and I know that God is a lifter of my head. And he aligns my head with oil. That's what I know. I know this God. I know he has a desire and a passion to see me become somebody of significance. In other words, he has plans to prosper me. That I know. And I want you to know the same. Know who you believe. That the God you believe in he has no plans to harm you the sickness you have is not from God I want to tell you that one the poverty that you might be experiencing is not from God it says the scripture by his stripes we are healed that's what God wants for you he wants you to experience good health he wants you to experience prosperity he wants to, but the, the secret here is in knowing him. Unfortunately, you can't delegate that responsibility. Because some of you, you delegate to pastors your relationship. Just like you can ask another man or another woman to relate to your person. On your behalf is the same but I know you live in a perverse generation maybe some of you are already doing such things but all I know anybody who's sound can delegate a relationship Amen. what did I just say to you relationships can be delegated and therefore your relationship with God it's your personal business with him it can't be delegated. My job is to teach you this truth. And your job is to make sure you know him. When I told you that you need to know him, it's your personal responsibility to cultivate that relationship with him through prayer, through worship, through praise, through the reading of the word, through coming to church as consistently as you can. And work on that relationship with him. Because the secret of your effectiveness is in the knowing of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give him a hand and praise. Let's read verse number 15. Anything I've left out, don't worry, we'll do the John chapter 10 series. As I was going through this, I realized we might just spend a decent amount of time just in the book of John chapter 10. Chapter 10. I really, really loved it. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And he says, I expect the same from you guys. That we discussed. 
Then he turns around in closing. About the end, I lay down my life for the sheep. In verse 11, he says the same. I lay down my life for the sheep. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? And two more verses down there, you'll begin to realize. He says, I lay down willingly my life for the sheep. He says, I have the authority to lay down my life. In conclusion, this is what I want to say. Him as a good shepherd, he will always put you as first priority in all things. And he does that willingly. He volunteers to lay down his life for you. Now, let's correct this and say it properly. He volunteered to lay down his life for you. In other words, it has already been done. It is not in the future. It is in the past. It has already been attained. Your job is to get into the space where you begin to participate in the inheritance of the saints in Christ Jesus. And how do you do that? You have to listen to sound Bible teaching because God and only Him knows who you are supposed to be. He knows who you are supposed to become. I'm going to repeat that one because we are closing. Only God knows who you are supposed to become. And because he knew who you are supposed to become, he was willing to lay down his life in order for you to be raised together with him. You see, the enemy have already spoken and professed a curse upon you. And some people have already cast you. Negativity has already been spoken over your life. But Jesus, because he knows you, he knew that they were going to curse you. He knew that the enemy will curse you. And he said, I will lay my life down. I will become a curse. So that Abraham Chabuse does not become a curse. So that Tapelo Mulife does not have to live like a cursed man. But so that you can live in the promises of God. He says, in order for Nozisa Chabuse to be blessed, I am laying my life down. I am becoming what she was supposed to be so that she can become all that I am. He is a good shepherd. He only wants what is best for his sheep. And even today, I tell you, any good pastor, which is a shepherd, only wants what's the best for his flock. Some of you, you know, who are close to us, I don't tolerate nonsense. Because I can see you are sabotaging yourself in your foot. We want what is the best from you. Because you know why? Because I know God wants the best. And that is why we'll keep on pushing you, keep on encouraging you, keep on speaking the word of God upon you until you become everything that Jesus died for. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Jesus never died so that you become a loser. I repeat, 
Jesus never died so that you become a lousy person. Jesus never died so that you become a nobody. He says, as a king of kings, as a sovereign one, I am laying down my life for my sheep so that my sheep can share in the inheritance of the saints. What does that mean? So that you can share in the promises of God that are written in this book. Jesus laid down his life so that Linna can take back the mood. Or Luena, But unless you see him as a shepherd, unless you see him knowing you, and you trying to pursue a relationship with him, these things will remain a theory in your life. God wants what is only good for you. Hence, he went to hate. In today's language, he went to hell, fought and overcame powers and principalities that were holding you back, that in 2023, you don't have to. And the Apostle Paul says, we are raised with Christ. And that is the new you, you are raised with Christ. And you have to begin to embrace that. You have to begin to embrace that. That the good shepherd, that's what he did for you. He is a good shepherd. He lays his life down for his sheep. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to defend his own flock. As you go through life from this point onwards, know this. He has already done it for you. He has already laid his life down for you. I don't see why as you stand up, I don't see why you would like to walk like this. That walk must go away. Must go away. It is time as a child of God to stand up like somebody who's been raised with Christ. Confidently so. Whether you have nice outfits or no nice outfits, that's not an issue. The point is you have been raised with Christ. Accept and embrace who you are in the shepherd. Hallelujah. You know what a good shepherd does? He looks for greener postures for his sheep. Therefore, walk like somebody who knows that every move they make, they're making the right move. That where you are going is always green. It does not only look green when you get there, it's not green. But because he's a good shepherd, he makes sure that where you are getting to, it is always green. Give him a hand hand and praise. Hallelujah. That may God reveal his will towards you in all wisdom and spiritual understanding this morning. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding.